0: Hello. Good evening. Good evening, and welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio Hour. Tonight is Thursday, July the twenty fifth. Excuse me. Tonight is Thursday, July twenty fifth, two thousand and nineteen. The time is nine thirty six p.m. We are currently in the Apple Valley Studio tonight, recruited the acclaimed Bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It is our Food for the Soul Bible Study Sessions tonight, where Dr. Mara will be talking about with us to say of the Lord tonight. Really quick announcements, real quick before we get into the spiritual feeding in the Word of God. 57th National Holy Convocation starts next Sunday. I'm excited. I love the convocation. Since I was six years old, I've been involved with the convocation. It is, like I keep telling y'all when we close out the 2018-19 year, that'll be from August the 4th until the 10th. Those services will be 11.30 a.m. August the 4th. We open up the closing out of the year, and then August the 5th through August the 10th, 7.30 p.m., and then August the 11th, 3.30, Blessing Sunday, we get to open our 2019-2020 to year. Now, y'all hear me talk about this recently when these services are approaching. What does it mean? Well, in our church, we are Pentecost, so we do certain things in our church. and we have certain ways that we worship and fellowship with God, but honestly, we're Christian and we believe in the apostolic doctrine. Our church preaches the unadulterated gospel. We're not different. We actually are preaching Jesus and Jesus, 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 and that's what we believe. And that's what we preach. The Word of God, and we see the blood of Jesus. Now, while we're prepping for the convocation, we have some mighty prayer warriors called the Great Armations Prayer Band and some of our other members. They have been fasting, fasting, and fasting. They do have one more Tuesday, which is next week's fast. They were doing a 24-hour fast, not a Daniel fast, but a 24-hour fast, and some of them are going more than just Tuesday for 24 hours. So fast and pray that God intercedes and he blesses in the convocation. So if you're not busy, Please come up to 8516 South Compton Avenue, Los Angeles, California 90001. August 4th to the 11th, we will have services in the evening every night, except for August 4th, that is the opening. We have the morning service. So, if you're in the LA area, please come by and share with us with the love of Jesus, with that passion and fire in your heart. We are here to save more souls in the convocation. To have people reunite with Christ, that he would speak in tongues and be blessed, blessed, blessed. Now, tonight, Dr. Moore will talk about the principles of the cross. Very quickly, something that, you know, I came up with tonight. It'll be short because Dr. Moore is the teacher and he will be giving you the real scoop on what God has given him tonight, as he does every Thursday. But please continue to listen because his scoops are ready. And like I learned in church, that God is absolutely really coming back. And Dr. Moore will always give the final analysis on the matter. But this little thing just says, the principles of the cross, brothers, have you died? Have you given up your natural power and wisdom? If you have not, you cannot do the work of God. Many people are working. Actually, they are not working with God because God will work with them. They're deciding not to. It is not the new creation that is in the works. It is only the old creation that is currently working. Therefore, the Holy Spirit is not working with the demonic works. The work which we perform by the power of the Holy Spirit is the only work that will work. The Spirit begins and ends with the Holy Ghost. So that's my little tidbit to answer tonight. Um, He will go more in depth about the principles of the cross, but we thank you. We thank you for all those who listen to us, ladies and gentlemen. The teacher, the uncomfortable man of the hour, the leader of my house of worship, the great honors and standing, Church of Jesus Christ, Dr. Bishop Alphamore. God bless everybody. Here is Bishop Moore.
2: Thank you tonight, Amen. God bless you in Radio Land, Amen. Thank God, Amen, Father. Now, constantly bring us on. Uh, pray the Lord with an uplifting spirit, and I pray, Amen. You young people that hear her, amen, I pray that it will give you some inspiration in your spirit, it is to praise the Lord, do as I see her, doing. is studying the word of God for herself. God bless you and ready your land tonight. This is Dr. Lord, along with the staff here in Apple Valley. And as she uh, stated, amen, it's food for a thought tonight something that will carry on, amen, until another week or another day shall arrive. And we want to continue, amen, where we left off on last week, principles of the cross. Amen, praise the Lord. We, we, we somewhat seem to have left principles, but principles is a valuable thing in order to follow. In First Corinthians chapter one, eighteen and thirty-one, it let us know for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish is foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring nothing. The understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribes? Where is the prudent of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. And it pleased God by the foolishness. Of the preaching to save them that believe this. But the Jews require the sign And the Greeks seeketh after wisdom But we preach Christ crucified Unto the Jew it's a stumbling block And unto the Greek it's foolishness But unto the which are called both Jew and Greek Is Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. Well, you see, you're calling brethren, how that not many wise means is after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confine the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confine the things which are mighty. i write it down to the 27th verse. And we want to try to pick up tonight. And we want to talk about, I believe we left off, Amen. Somewhere talking about the foolish things. God hath taken the foolish things and made them wise. What is foolish unto man is not foolish unto God, because God way is not like man ways. Neither is his thought. Like man thoughts, We was reading Amen And it led us to What does the cross of Jesus Christ Means to us I'd like to amen, Extend that And say what does the, the cross of Jesus Really mean to you Does it really mean to you That you must lay down Your life What does the cross of Jesus mean to you? Does it mean that you are to give up this unworthy life that you live living and follow Jesus? Jesus said, if any man will come after me, the first thing that he should do, the first thing, is to deny himself. You can't follow Jesus with your own righteousness and your own The filthy ways, amen You got to deny yourself And pick up the principles of Jesus Christ On the day Jesus suffered and died On God, God, the cross meant a great deal To some But very little to others And in 2019, amen, can we look at it today, amen? The cross means a great deal to some. But it doesn't mean too much to others. It was just something that happened in history. It was something, amen, in some people's mind, amen, that there were many, amen, uh, uh, believe, amen, it did not really happen. But to the real believer That has put their faith in Jesus Christ You know it happened The cross is more Than a historical event It's the blood of Jesus shed That makes salvation available To us all As I look Into these events It ain't too much have changed in history Judas The cross fell The collapsing Of all their hope and dreams For Mary the mother of Jesus It became the piercing Sword that cut through her heart What does it mean to you? What does the cross mean to you? What does the cross of the Lord mean to us? There are probably as many opinions today about the cross as there has ever been, perhaps more. Some deny the crucifixion even took place. We got people teaching that that was a host. That was a lie. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ never took place. You got some denies the crucifixion. Even took place where other believers, it was told unnecessary. Some may say it was unnecessary for Jesus to die. But without the shedding of blood, None of us could have eternal life. There are skepticals who think sin is a delusion and the redemption is falling. There are certain historicals who believe what took place was a past event. It was less important in their mind that the birth of Judas Caesar or the fall of Roman Empire. It was greater than the crucifixion of Jesus. Perhaps the greatest question that one should ask is what does the cross mean to the... uh, uh, What does the cross mean to Almighty? What did death of the Son of God signify to the Father? Certainly the blood of Jesus Christ speaks. Better things than that be of age, for it it expresses the up in the will of God. Jesus Christ died to provide redemption for all mankind. All Jesus' death is not a host. It's not a mistake. Think on it tonight. If Jesus had not died, all of our prayers would be in vain. There would be no resurrection if Jesus hadn't died. the word of God would not be powerful unto us if Jesus had not died. But Jesus did die. Let us look again at what took place at Gagatha. Let us look past what man with evil heart were doing, past the betraying of Judah and the unjust trial of Christ, is terrifying scorn by the Romans. Even the action nails Of Jesus to the cross. Let us try to see what Jesus saw. Surely when he saw what he saw, he saw the lamb that was laid from the foundation of the world. When Jesus was on the cross, or when God had him on the cross, he saw a lamb. That lamb represented none other than Jesus Christ. Come in and take away the sins of the world. Slay on the cross for your sins and for mine. Let us hear how the Lord dying, and cried. You say it's finished. It's finished. It's all over with. I died once, and I'll die no more. And realizing with almighty what an awesome price was paid for our autonomy. What an awesome price was paid for our autonomy. What a price was paid for mankind to say today that there was no resurrection. They don't believe, amen, in the crucifixion of Jesus. It is foolish to them. This gospel that we preach, that we are crying out every day of our life, telling you to come and repent of your sin, is foolish to them that perish. They don't want to hear. They don't want to receive it. And the Lord is not going to force nobody to receive this gospel. When we talk about 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, Paul reveals the preaching on the cross is foolish to an individual who continues to reject the message. All the word of God is being preached daily. Asking people to come, repent of their sins, but they still reject the message. They don't want to care about this Savior, Jesus Christ. They're rejecting. And as they're rejecting, they're condemning their own life to hell. But it's foolish to them. Tonight, when you hear the word of God, and you begin to close a deaf ear to the word of God because you think it's foolishness unto you. You are only causing hell to expand and make more room because I tell you, if you don't accept this message in hell, you're going to lift up your eyes. If you reject the message of Jesus Christ, the story and message of the cross is shared abusively and frolic to those who are perishing. And on their way <clears throat> to the prediction, Paul later wrote, But if our gospel be here, it is here to them that are lost. 2 Corinthians 4 and 3. If our gospel be hid, it's here to them that are lost. Because they rejected the word of God. They heard it, but they said, I don't want it. It's not for me. And as we living in a time now, 2019, when we see that God is shaking the earth everywhere. If it's not fire, it's earthquakes. if it's not earthquakes, it's tornadoes. And all kind of other disasters, amen, is on the high rise. And you will not accept this gospel. If it's foolish to you, you're going to die in your sin. The word foolish. And
1: First
2: Corinthians 18, Suggested that people who reject the cross Are actually scorning the plan of God You're making fun of the plan of God Like God didn't know what he was doing Or like he still don't know what he's done You are making fun You're making light of the plans of God You're making light of the plans of salvation You are just a man You can't give life but this God that I'm talking about can give life and he can take life away. They despise that we're impossible to the natural mind. They reason how could anyone claim what Christ claimed when Jesus couldn't even saved himself. Jesus comes to seek and to save that which was lost. There was somebody hanging, two thieves hanging on the cross with Jesus. They knew they had transgressed. They knew they had did wrong. They knew they were going to die. But one of them says, if thou be the son of God, save yourself. come off the cross and save yourself. They thought that Jesus Christ could not save himself. But it was God's plan for Jesus to hang there on that cross because Jesus knew that he had to die for humanity as a whole. The rulers and the soldiers, they hurled and accused Of the Lord during his crucifixion Even one of the male factors Which was hanging rail of him Saying if thou be Christ Save thyself and us You know that's what's wrong with people today They don't know who Jesus is And I like the word of God Say how long have I been with you And yet you don't know me I have closed you. I have fed you. I have made ways out of no ways for you. I have been financially a blessing to you, and yet you don't know me. I have raised you up from sickness many times. I have kept you out of prison. I have kept you out of jail, but yet you don't know me. Many folks don't know who Jesus is. They don't know the Messiah. And not only they don't know, they don't care to know him. The power of God to the Redeemer, the instructed death became the source of life for the believer. The wooden cross by itself could not save us. Nor can we find redemption in a wooden cross. However, it was a sinless lamb of God died on Calvary that purchased our salvation. It was his innocent blood that made the atonement for our sin possible. You know, many people don't want to shed their blood I don't care how close they are. Amen. Even to a relative, amen. People don't want to shed their blood, but Jesus shed His precious blood, His sinless blood for the whole world. Paul mentioned by the cross was well, the preaching of the cross. He recognized the cross as the most powerful message of all. There is no other method can get any greater than the message of the cross. Jesus died for us that we might have a right to the tree of life. He gave his life for us. Who knows, knew no sin of God was found in his mouth, but he came down through forty-two generations. He come down and he gave his life for us. And we take it lightly today. We take the cross lightly. We take the life. And we take the cross foolishly. The mission of the cross is the truth that will transform the life of all who are willing to humble their heart before God. If you're going to come to the Lord, you've got to humble yourself. You've got to break down and let God know you are nothing. You ain't nobody. You got to humble yourself. We are too proud today. Satan presented that spirit, amen, and to mankind. Man has a proud spirit. And that proudness, amen, have always kept Satan on the down road that he can't repent because he's too proud to repent. And if you are not serving Jesus, you're serving Satan. The Bible said to whom you yield yourself servant to. That is the servant you obey. If you are not obeying Jesus, you are obeying Satan. Satan is your Lord. The Corinthians, they pride themselves in their philosophy and in their knowledge. These Corinthian, amen, they pride themselves of, upon their ability to speak words, speak edu- educated. They pride themselves upon that. To be above others. God takes the foolish thing and confine the wise. The ability is not in excellent words. Paul came to them with neither clever speech nor worldly wisdom, but he came to them in the power of God. Paul didn't come to them, amen, with all this worldly wisdom, amen, and philosophy. He comes to them, amen, in the power of God and in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. He said, I, for I determined not to know. Anything among you, I'm talking about Jesus Christ, people. Now, I determine not to know anything among you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what Paul was telling in the Corinthians. I, I I don't want to know about all this philosophy, but I just want to know when I come to you, I want to hear you talking about Jesus Christ. And him crucified to the Jews. Uh, the gospel to the Jews is, is, is a stumbling block. It is yet today, over 2,000 years ago, amen, since our Lord and died and went on back into glory, amen, to the Jews. Not every one of them, amen, but it is a stumbling block. They still don't believe that Jesus Christ was a Messiah that was foolish to them. The idea of a suffering Messiah offended the Jews the way that Jesus came and presented himself as a Messiah, it offended the Jews. And they, amen, in so many words, say, I will not accept a weakly like this man to come and say that he was the Messiah. We are looking for somebody to come and overthrow the government. We are looking for somebody to establish Israel. This weak man can't even save himself. So he was a stumbling block to them. Well, they were looking for a a magnificent ruler and a mighty conqueror. They thought that Jesus was going to come, amen, looking with great splendor and conquering everything, amen, that needs to be conquered. But God's ways is not like our ways. So, therefore, it is a stumbling block, and they're still stumbling today. But God is a merciful God. They had hope for restoration, or restoration of the nation of Israel to a place of great power and influence. That's what they had hope for. Every nation want to be greater are better than all the rest of the nation. But Jesus Christ died for us all. Jesus Christ loved every mankind, no matter what ethnic group he is. Amen. Jesus died for you. How could they believe Jesus Christ was the son of God? They reasoned. When instead of conquering, he himself was conquered. No, he was not he they looked like he was conquered, but amen. Jesus was not really conquered. This was the plan of God, Amen, for him to come and give his life, Amen, for a world that we could be free. We could get rid of the things that were binding us, and that was sin. The prophet wrote, "We hid as it was out of our face from him; he was despised, and we esteemed him not." Isaiah fifty-three and three. When he came, Amen. We didn't want to have nothing to do with him. We hid from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. The Jews referred to Jesus Christ as a man who was hung. As a man who was hung, he was not only a man, but God come down in the flesh. Amen. God come down as the Son of God, and he died for mankind. He was not just a man; he was God manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit. Seeing of angels preached unto the Gentiles, and he was received in the glory. It was God who came down and died for our sin. They stumbled over what appeared to be weak. But what appeared to them to be weak was really the power of God. All oh, people are today over the power of God. It looks like it's a weak thing. And many times, amen, in our life, when the power of God, amen, is there, it, 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 we may look weak. But that's the power of God. Foolish. is foolish to the Greeks. The gospel always. Oppose human pride and sinful behavior. The message of the cross it counteracts worldly wisdom. So naturally those who feel self-important reject it. The, The Greeks largely ignored the old Testament, the gospel Simply spoken of another One of the gods In the Greek philosophy They believed in more than one god On which they believed There were were many gods According to Acts 17 Verse 18 and chapter 34 They didn't believe in just, just one deity They believed in many deities They had literary uh, no understanding of the God of the Jews. They didn't know who the God of the Jews was. The Bible let us know, Amen. There is but one God, one God, one God, not two God, not no three God. It's only one God. I says say, if there is another God besides me, you see, I don't know Him. And he said, I'm the one that created the heaven and the earth. <clears throat> but to the Jews, to the Greeks, it was foolish. It was difficult for the Greeks to believe Krishna could have life through only one who died. That was difficult for them. The doctrine of the resurrection Christ was particularly hard for them to accept. It was hard for them to accept Amen. The doctrine of the resurrection Christ, Jesus rose from the dead. And through the death of Jesus rising from the dead, we could have eternal life. It was hard for the Greek to accept this. Like Acts seventeen thirty two says, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others says, We will never we will hear neither again of this matter. Close the book on it. Because we don't believe it. Well the Bible also says, What if some don't believe? Should it take an effect on the word of God? Just because somebody come up and say, I don't believe, it does not change the word of God. Heaven and earth are passed away, but God's word is going to remain. So if you got a great spokesman of philosophy, amen, or teachers, amen, trying to tell you, I don't believe it, amen, it doesn't make any difference whether they believe it or not. If Jesus said it, it's going to stand. The power of wisdom of God is to a Christian. That's what the cross means to a Christian. It is the power and it's the wisdom of God. The cross was God's greatest gift to mankind. It was the grand purpose of Christ's life. He endured for our sins. John 12 and 27, Jesus knew his own destiny, knew what kind of suffering and death he was facing. Jesus knew all of this, and yet still, amen, he went on and died for you and I. Do we appreciate it? Some of us do, and some of us don't. Even men led Christ to the cross. It wasn't no. It was no uh, Christian leading Christ to the cross. It was evil men that led Christ to the cross. But it. <clears throat> excuse me. But it was all in the determination counsel And full knowledge of God. God saw this before the foundation of the earth was made. God saw this. Read Acts two and twenty three. It was all in the heavenly Father's plan. The wonderful plan transcended human wisdom. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, God has declared, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55 and 9. Paul, the apostle, recognized the perfection of the divine plan for human redemption. And he knew it was centered in the cross. Christ, he told the Corinthian believers, is both, it's the power of God and the wisdom of God. That's what amen, the cross is to a Christian. It's the power of God and is the wisdom of God. Through the cross, through the cross, we are more than conquerors. Romans 8 and 37. The extreme, brutal brutality of the crucifixion of offended our natural sensibility. Even the Roman execution. It has been said often had to steel themselves with heavy drinking before performing their gruesome tasks. They had to get sometimes drunk before they could really do what the Romans demanded them to do. Three women's Named Mary, where the cross of Christ. We have to wonder how they could have endured watching the awful ordeal. John 19 and 25. In the days of Christ's earthly life, a shameful sickness was attached to the cross. The Jews considered a person hanging on a cross as being cursed of God. Deuteronomy twenty-one and twenty-three. The Jews, amen, figure if you if you get home or you've been crucified, you've been cursed of God. Our Lord With hung on the cross. Curses everyone that hangs on a tree. Galatians three and thirteen. Only slaves and foreigners and low types of criminals were crucified under the Roman law. In Rome, time as a sign of public scorn, the soldiers often forced the condemned person to carry the wooden timber or at least the cross being, to the place of their own execution. They made Jesus. They made our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ carry his cross to the place where he was going to die. Now, I want you to remember, the Son of God died, but God did not die because God can't die. But the Son of God died. And this is why the Lord said, this is my beloved son, in him I am well pleased. They made him, took their own cross up that steep hill, which it was God got the hill. God got them, which was the common site of the crucifixion just outside of Jerusalem seemed to be far from being a place of mercy. It was a place of the most severe judgment. Judgment. When you went and hung on that cross on God's gospel, judgment came to you. You knew you were going to die. But here was an innocent, I want to say an innocent man that had not did any wrong. Pilate said, I can't find no fault in him. But the Jews, amen, uh, uh, they say, crucify him. Get rid of him. Judgment McCain, The name of the place means "the skull. And its location remain, reminds us that it's. Sin offering under the Jews' law had been carried out. A sin offering. Without the camp, Leviticus 4 and 12, he died outside the wall of Jerusalem. That means he died for everybody. Nobody had a claim on him because he died for the whole world. Wherefore, well, Jesus also, that he might signifies the people with his own blood, sanctifies the people with his own blood, suffering without the gate. Hebrews 13 and 12. If he had stayed inside the gate, amen, the Jews could have laid a special claim on him, but he came on the outside. So they couldn't make that special claim. He died for you and I. I'm talking about the principles of the cross of Jesus Christ is now a symbol of victory to us. According to Colossians 2 and 14, God has erased every note of indelible, the handwriting of ordinance that stood against us by nailing it to the cross. Everything that we owe Jesus, Nail it to the cross. You and I don't have no excuse today. You are, thou are you are inexcusable, man. Jesus nailed all of our sin to the cross. He nailed all of our sin to the cross. That stood against us. Everything that stood against us, by nailing it to the cross, the term was blotted out. It signifies a wiping out. As a person might clean a blackboard, all the evidence of our past sins has been obliterated. Jesus Christ, amen, wiped out everything that we own. Nobody could do that but a God. And as foolishness to you, you're going to still reject the cross? You still don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You still don't believe in the power of God. Look what he did for you and I. All evidence of our past sins has been obl- o- o- obliterated. The record of the change against them is gone forever. For those who chose to embrace the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ, when the authority or the authorizer of the crucifixion, a criminal, they are attached to the cross at least the list of his criminals. By, but by his death, Jesus Christ bore our full penalty for all of our sins. The two thieves was up there. But they couldn't forgive us for for our sins. Only the precious blood of Jesus, the spotless lamb of God, is the only somebody that can forgive us for our sins. Oh, children, come to Jesus. He is coming back. And he's coming back sooner than what we think. Colossians 2 and 15 says, in the Apple Pine Bible, it states that, God disarmed the principalities and power that was raging against us and made a bold display and public example of him in triumphing over them in him and in the cross. He made Satan look bad. He's still making Satan look bad. As a Roman general, he stripped His enemies and let them and led them captive in his train. So the Lord has disarmed the force of darkness and give us a surpassing victory over them through the cross. We are more than conquerors through him that loves us. We are more than conquerors tonight. Hallelujah. King, no brave, hold our body down. We are more than conquered through Him that loves us tonight. Christian. we have something to shout about. Christian symbols of self sacrifice. Jesus has challenged us to take up our cross and follow Him. That is the challenge tonight. Take up your cross and follow Jesus Christ. Quit trying to carry everybody else's cross. Around, take your own cross up and follow Jesus. Take up our cross. The Lord, the Lord might just as well have said, take up loneliness. Take up suffering. Take up pain. Take up betrayal. Take up death. To self. That's what he was saying. Take up loneliness. In this way, you get lonely. Take up suffering because you're going to suffer. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. But if we're in Christ Jesus, we're also going to suffer. And if we suffer, we shall reign with him. Take up pain, you're going to feel pain, amen, on this Christian wayfair that we are in, amen. You're going to feel pain. Take up betrayal. Take up, amen, the death of self. Die daily. Die. Crucify your flesh. Don't let your flesh be more important than your salvation. Many of us can talk about how we love Jesus, but we can't deny the flesh. We let the flesh, Amen, live and have his way, Amen. You can talk about Jesus, but you got to crucify. You got to cause the flesh to die. Individuals do not understand cross bearing in this modern culture as easy as they did in as either as they did in in the days of Christ. Individuals today are apt to think. Of the cross as Inconvenience Or a setback In their plan But the cross Bears mean far more Than these things To the early disciples They were Aware Of the torture, Death The accomplishment Of the crucifixion they saw the wound that Christ bare, and they were never able to forget what they saw. They saw man being humiliated. They knew it wasn't easy to follow Jesus Christ. Oh, but amen. Pick up your cross and follow me daily. The cross of Jesus Christ exposed our suffering desire. It revealed the centralness of our erratic action and thought. We see ourselves as never before in the light of what took place on the cross. As in what wrote these members' words about Christ crucified. When I survived, The wounded cross on which the prince of glory died. My rich gain I count but lost. And all my contempt on all my pride. Oh, when when Jesus died, there was nothing that I could count. No more precious than the death of Jesus Christ. The cross as a sacrifice, a self-denial, self-denial, deny yourself every day. My time is written from under me, amen, but we must deny this old flesh. We should model our action and thoughts after our Savior. This is Dr. Moore along with amen. his staff here in Alpha Valley saying, God bless you and keep you until next week.
0: Yes, tune in next week. We'll be back Wednesday night for prayer at 9.30 p.m. And then next Thursday for Bible study at 9.30 p.m. Don't forget, August 4th to August 11th No Holy Convocation. God bless. Good night, everybody.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh.